Hi, and welcome to The Game Pit, episode 53. It's another one of our Essen 2015 field reports. And Ronan is back with us tonight. Hey, welcome indeed to The Game Pit. Very excited to have landed this morning, rushed around the Messer at Essen, bought several games, had lots of playtests, hung out with Sean and Natalie, and we are very excited to be sharing our thoughts with you. Absolutely. So, Ronan, how did you feel the spiel went for you? I talked yesterday about maybe a lack of gaming tables, but we didn't really see that today. I think that if we were really focused on playing particular titles, it may have been disappointing. I definitely came to Essen with a plan this time, being a little bit of a veteran. I had pre-ordered plenty of games. I knew exactly what games I definitely wanted to pick up, rushed around, grabbed those in the first hour and a half. Then we met up, and from then, I think because you'd been here a day, because I was pretty much more or less relaxed about what I'd got, we were then able to wander around, have a look, see where there were empty tables of any titles that we thought might be interesting, and grab them, take take the moment, be that opportune moment to play games, rather than, I think if we'd been really desperate to play a title, that would have been a different story, Sean. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. And actually... From what myself and Natalie witnessed yesterday, for some reason, it was actually a lot quieter today. Well, it felt a lot quieter, definitely. Hall 1 yesterday was a madhouse, but today we were able to get around, actually get some playtesting done in Hall 1. But we keep talking about playtesting, Ron. Shall we crack on and discuss some of the games we actually demoed? Well, I th- just to say quickly, Sean, I think obviously tomorrow is going to be mental. Saturday is usually the busiest day, but Thursday you get that first day rush because yeah. people are worried about titles. You also find... That's the day where people are, are literally bringing in carts to buy several episodes. Also, it's when the retailers are going around purchasing dozens of copies to take back to their show. So Thursday is always kind of a funny mm. day, and, and it always dips Friday, and then Saturday busy, Sunday slightly less busy. Anyway, well, I wasn't here for the start of the day. I was mid-air on, on very little sleep, but very lots of excitement. Sean, you tell us a couple of games you played before I turned up. So... First in, we just got in the doors and we were walking past the Matigo stand and one of the games that we previewed in our recent previews, Ronan, was uh, Raptor. Oh, oh, exciting! And I know Ronan's very excited about it, so we had a game of it. And I'm going to upset Ronan here, but I was a little bit underwhelmed by it. It was still enjoyable. We talked about the design quality and how good it looked from afar. I actually felt once I got up really close to it, the plastic miniatures were tiny. They're so fiddly, especially the baby raptors. I couldn't actually pick them up with my big mitts. And the rest of the design quality was okay. But it's a very cheap game, so fair enough. We, we it's, played... it's surprising for Matico, though. Because we both expected, and generally, they deliver fantastic quality. So For a cheap game that only plays out in 20-30 minutes it probably is good a good standard but we'd look from afar and we'd seen that really nice looking board on those individual sculpts for the miniatures and thought wow yeah they've done it again and they have i suppose but my expectations were probably a little bit risen from what we'd done beforehand so i was a little bit disappointed by that and the game as it played out was just a little bit card driven a little bit more luck than i thought there was going to be in the game I didn't really feel there was a lot of sort of bluffing with the cards. If you had a one and a two and an eight, if you knew the other person had spent a certain amount of cards, then you kind of knew you had to play the eight or you had to play the one and the two. The one gets all your cards back in. There were a few choices in there. And maybe because I was so excited about this before, I've uh, treated it quite badly, but I was a little bit underwhelmed. 
Do you think uh, that some of the subtleties of the play will come through with multiplayer? Because there's games like that. With the, possibly. Yeah, I mean, we've been comparing it to Lost Cities all the way through. First time you play Lost Cities, it doesn't seem that exciting. And then suddenly you start seeing, oh, when you become more aware of what's in the deck, do you think then it might become more agonising? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. It didn't click first time round. I know somebody very close to me has bought a copy. There was a note of hope in my voice, there, wasn't there? <laughs> there was. Do you think it might be that it just could be? But... Yeah, uh, we're going to do our list of what we bought slightly later on. Yeah. But spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Raptor is in my bag. Uh, but yeah, I think repeated plays may bear more fruit. So <laughs> like moving bearing fruit. on to a game that was definitely on uh, my wife Natalie's hit list for the con was the Exoplanets from Board and Dice. It's a planet creation and life creation game where you've got a sun or a star that's exploded into life and it's breathing life into a new new galaxy. And as you as you turn, you're basically placing new planets on and you're trying to get life onto those planets. It was a an interesting little game. A beautifully, beautifully crafted game. Looks amazing. They had this black velvet table the planets really popped up from the table we we were playing with the most competitive couple in the world and they just really they weren't learning the game they wanted to win the guy at the end actually had a notepad and pen out was adding up the scores as as we were playing also now she's got that she's got that trying to get his last turn in so that led me to just think double checking where did that pen end up <laughs> well, I know where it nearly ended up. I, I restrained myself. That made me think it's actually it's quite a nasty game, but not because the the players go out looking to be nasty. I'm not sure if this this couple wanted to be nasty, but they just had the tokens to be nasty. So I think the game almost dictates that you are nasty to the other people because there's things you can place down on planets that make the planets either side minus points. It was it was a decent game. We both enjoyed it, but both again, like a lot of the games yesterday, came away saying if somebody else would buy it, we'd definitely play it. But it wasn't for us, but purchase wise. But an interesting game. Is there a chance you might mull over this one overnight, as you sometimes do at Essen, and <laughs> think maybe it was because it was so competitive? That you didn't enjoy it as much as you could have, and is it one that you might be t- dropping me a text about tomorrow? No, I've another issue I had with it was the lack of choice. You, you choose a tile and you place that tile down on one of these new planets that are breathing into life from the sun, and then after that you have you have three resources in the game, and either you can build what you want to build and where you want to build, or you can't. And there's a few other bits going on, and but I just didn't feel like I was doing a lot to get what I got on the table. I felt it came very easy to me, and I didn't feel like I was really working my brain. Okay, fair enough. And the two you did well as well, so it's not as if all the uh, points. Well, I would have done mattered. unless they hadn't played 35 negatives on me. But Natalie won anyway. So <laughs> it's all good. The forces are right came through. <laughs> Okay, so that takes us up to after my mad rush around the halls, picking up all my games, and then we teamed up. And the first little sort of run-through demo we had was a game Sean has been excited about. It's a game 
that I think got a lot of interest right for Essen. It's called Watson and Holmes. Now, we didn't actually get to play this, although I think we could have, but we got a demo which probably told us everything we want yeah, to know about it. A, because this game is essentially it's a deduction game where you are going from location to location, reading about clues, and you're trying to find the answer to three questions that are posed before the game starts. It sounds a lot like Sherlock Holmes' consulting detective. That's because it probably is, but it's a much, much lighter version. And there's gamer elements in there. You can block people from going to certain things or make it harder for them to go. You can knock people out of locations before they've had a chance to read them. You can make them read out their location to everyone so everyone gets the clue that they've gone and worked hard to get to. So there's elements like that. But I think as far as playtesting it we would have had to be talking to each other, reading out things, and with the din in the hall, it just wasn't really conducive. Yeah, and the guy explaining it as well knew that himself. I think he was he was perfectly willing for us to play it, but he was saying all along, this is going to be difficult in this environment because it's very loud there. My thoughts on the demo were, it appears to be simpler than Sherlock Holmes' consultant detective, much more focused, probably fewer red herrings and, and uh, alleys to go down. But with that, there's a time pressure because you can get lost in Sherlock Holmes and you can play it in an hour and try and focus on the main case to score points. Or you can go down and try to answer all the auxiliary questions and score more points and have a similar score, but I've spent twice as long playing it. Because of the race element in Watson and Holmes, I feel like it's going to be much quicker. It's therefore simpler cases. And although... It seems to be very similar. I'm not sure the depth is there, and all the fun would have to come from the interaction between the players. I think so, and my final thoughts, and the reason I didn't purchase it... Which I'm shocked by. I thought you were going to buy it. I just thought, I've got Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. I've still got quite a few cases to run through, and I feel that that's enough for me right now. Maybe once I've finished Sherlock Holmes and I've, I want to scratch that each, then maybe this one will come back into my mind. But for now, I'm happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. That's that's all I need to know. <laughs> it didn't... I really love the depth of Sherlock Holmes and this was never going to be for me. I, I'm not going to pick it up. But again, as Sean's with Exoplanets, happy to play it. The next game we moved on, we got a full play-in, and it led to a member of the team purchasing it was Potion Explosion. Now, Sean talked about it last night in his episode. This is a game in which there are alleys of marbles, and players are taking a marble out of an alley on the turn. If that causes two or more marbles of the same colour to collide, it's the match three, candy crush, whatever mechanism therefore you take that whole group out and then if more colors the same collide you take them out and in doing so they are the ingredients for your potions you put them on you have a maximum of two potion recipes ready to go you put them in there when the potion is full it comes down below your board to free up your two spaces again it's going to score you points at the end of the game all points at end game points it's also going to give you a one-off special power There are six out of eight special powers in each game, so there's slight variety. I think using special powers is quite important. And the three of us sat down to have a play. It was driven by Natalie. So Sean's going to give us his quick thoughts, I think, and then you're going to hear from the expert. Yeah, we spotted this one from afar, and it is a very striking-looking game. It's a very 
I suppose for a game, a board game, it's a very strange design with this box that uh, serves as those alleys where the marbles or the potion components roll down. So it stands out from the crowd in, in that aspect. And yeah, I was just really surprised to find that there was a little bit of a game in there as well. And a very fun time. We were laughing and joking through it. You don't have to concentrate too hard. And yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, isn't it pretty? Oh, it's so pretty. That's what attracted me to at first. I like the little shiny marbles and the the mechanism of the marbles coming down the alleyway and the the Candy Crush aspect to it. And, you know, it's a light, happy, fun game. I find that there's quite a lot of interaction when you realise how jammy someone's being when you think they're just going to get two marbles and they pick up 15, mentioning their name Sean, mentioning their name's Ronan... And then just, you know, I got absolutely Mention battered. Mention no by... name, Sour Grapes. Well, you know, I did get battered by about 20 points. But Listen. that's fine. It's a beautiful game. I am going to make them play at least five times tonight to atone for their sins in beating me. I and sensed... I'm so happy I picked this up. I'm so happy I picked this up. I sensed that there was more color, more marbles of the same colour <laughs> from behind that hidden part of the box. Sensed. Sean got junkie. lucky so many times. Honestly, yeah. I'll just take this off. Oh, no, I yeah. no. And I had to throw most of those away. <laughs> oh, poor Bob. You deserve to. Okay. Um, I I think the match three aspect was fun in it, but the grid was quite a limited size, so therefore, obviously, it would become too powerful in terms of that game if the grid was bigger. But it's not like you could make loads of combos and it only worked vertically, not horizontally. So, if you're looking for a real Candy Crush game, this is not it, but that's not trying to be it. I think that. The potion special powers are really cool. They allow you to take extra marbles from out of the alleys, or they allow you to take the whole bottom row, or they allow you to steal another person's reserve. You can have a maximum of three marbles in reserve. That gives you flexibility. So if the alleys aren't going for you, you can use those. But it does slow the game down. Because that's where the thoughts come in. And that's where, instead of just taking one marble and seeing the chain reaction on the board, you can then add steps in. You can use a special power to take one marble out, Use your action to take another marble out, trigger explosions, take more marbles out, and then do more things with special powers. It's going to happen more towards the end of the game, and the game would therefore slow down a little bit. I'm going to echo the two of them. It does look great. It was a little bit hard to plan ahead. A little bit of five tribes there, because the board was going to change by the time you got round to your go. A little bit multiplayer solitaire. I wasn't really following what the other guys were doing. Overall, and more important than those gripes, it was genuine fun. I'm not convinced I'm not going to pick it up to play with my girls. I I really did enjoy myself. It was funny. It was nice. It was just a pleasant experience. I can only echo Natalie. What a lovely game. Potion Explosion. Okay, so next up was another game that I had my BDI on from yesterday. It's Portal of Morth from ABBA Games. Dancing Queen... Yeah. Well done, Ronan. Well done. <laughs> Not cliche, either. It, it was. It was like Abel when in the room with me. <laughs> this is a essentially a dice game where you're playing on either four individual boards or you can put them all together to play a cooperative game. It plays. I think it's, you can play on on your own or with up to four players. And competitive or co-op too. And competitive or co-op. Yes. The main gimmick, and I'm going to call it a gimmick because. It, it, it was an unusual way of dividing up the dice. Is you drop the dice into this tray that's segmented, and in the middle, it's like a 
a lemon squeezer or an orange squeezer <laughs> and you drop the dice in and they split up and they go into these various compartments and then around the edge of the tray go, there is the colours of each player so one player might get two dice another player might get three dice and these dice represent monsters that are going to join you on your board and make their way and attack you and you've got to fight them off and you level up and you get them equipment and you get spells and that kind of thing is it's a dice game where you and a dungeon explorer kind of wrapped into one so i'll let ronan start off with how did you find portal of morph well a tower defense game is always going to be interesting we talked about castellia and we had a brief look at that today so that's what first attracted me to it i do like a tower defense game this is one of the games in which you're not just building the towers and they're immobile you actually have adventurers and they can move around the board and they have different zones of attack and you're looking to maneuver your adventurers as Sean said level them up purchase different classes of adventure different powers so th- there's a lot to go on there you're almost building a party as you go using your experience as the monsters get harder and harder the look of the game however is oh. it, it doesn't look good the boards have got kind of clashing colours it's clear what they're doing but it just aesthetically it's not very pleasing uh, it's hard to see and see what they're supposed to be are they, oh, are no, they I do. caverns or are they yeah landscapes? I mean in terms of what they are but they do their function they, you, their know, you know where the blue channel is and you know where the yellow channel yeah. is for the yellow dice and um, and the dice I didn't actually mind the dice I don't think you were that big a fan of it I think they work quite cleverly and they, they were quite they were tiny they were very they were they were tiny, quite but cheap looking but I suppose lots of them yeah there was lots absolutely loads was it over a hundred over a hundred in the game yeah in fact the game didn't make it it's still on the boat which is a real blow for a small publisher they did have a couple of copies out for us to, to play test which is great I asked the price and he said I'm sorry you can't buy it that's a real shame because yeah. obviously Essen is so important they were going to put a huge investment into coming here the theme generic fantasy the good thing about the theme is that you were all the different races so you all had individual characters and you all had different experience trees to build up towards and individual yeah but you units. all started off with a fighter and a cleric but that, that, I think that was just the demo they'd set up I think there were other characters yeah there are other, two other characters for each race and yeah. then as, as they get more powerful humans can lay traps and elves yeah. can shoot ranged and, but, but it's generic fantasy I don't think we saw the best of this game for sure we just saw the very the bones of it really but it was another one it just felt felt clunky it felt I didn't feel like this dice that was inching its way towards my cardboard figure was a monster coming to attack me it was just a set of figures coming to attack me I didn't think the the main sort of gimmick where you drop the dice in worked particularly well I think it's a really interesting game and it's a really good attempt for me but I wasn't going to pick it up after that play test. I actually was more positive than Sean, and it was Sean who was first attracted to it. I thought the gameplay was quite fun, but then I'm a tower defence fan, and I would play pretty much themeless tower defence games, you know, flash games and on your browser and what have you. So that that did attract me. I think there were some interesting areas there. One of the things was I think it was probably a little bit too screwy. You can buy really difficult monsters to put on other people's boards, and they weren't very expensive. They are only three gold... Yeah. There were other things you can do to negatively interact with but each other. You start other. off with three cards. Yeah, so you can so do that straight game. away. And there are cards as well you can get which you can play each other, steal someone's gold and their experience and what have you. So it, there's a lot in there. It's very ambitious. 
this was only a demo and, and a few rounds of play. I think we played four rounds. So certainly we haven't explored everything. Oh, it's, it's difficult for me to say. I would love to give it more of a go. It's, it's like another game that's coming up. I don't think I've seen the best of it. Natalie, what do you think of Portal and Morph? Oh, I'm completely honest here. I was baffled. Absolutely baffled from... I don't know a lot about tower defence games. It wasn't immediately clear to me. I thought... I thought it suffered from too many gimmicks. I really did. A couple of those could be stripped out. A more streamlined game would make it an easier playing experience without losing any of the depth and flavour that I think they were going for. You know, I'm not I'm not huge and I'm I'm gonna term it as a dungeon crawler because you are you know, you're going through your channels and so on and so forth. I'm not a huge dungeon crawler flat fan and there are there are better games than this out there, I'm afraid. Okay. I just it needs needs to have some stuff removed it did suffer from uh, not the best rules explanation to start with no no they were struggling with the English but uh, the second also, guy I think, I think so much to no, the, yeah the second guy I think guy it's difficult better. to see everything in, in one go and he was and he was throwing things at us right at the end when yeah. we were finished playing there's we were finished more, testing it he's like more. but you can do this you yeah. can do this you can do that and we were like whoa whoa yeah <laughs> and anyway. actually I thought that that does take away from it so actually the game as it was could probably work with it, but if you keep throwing more and more and more, yeah, you know? I think need, just need a little bit of refining and need a little bit to look a bit better. And I probably would have jumped anyway. Moving on, Sean, and then we went for a uh, quick overview. Boy, um, was it quick because it was very efficiently done. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> this was efficient. the best. We went from okay, we sh- a guy who struggled to tell us how the game worked to. I think the best overview of a game I've ever seen. I came away. You're not allowed to play. Uh, (laughs) Me and Rowan. You have these cards. You have these cards. You don't exist. Yeah, you stand there. You stand there. It's because I'm short, right? (laughs) Yeah, so it's Treasure Hunters from Queen Games, and it was just an overview, but I think we knew exactly how that game played out. We'd done our research before because this was one of the games that featured in our very first Treasure Hunt for this year's Essen. It was so efficiently done, I felt like I played the game almost. Yeah, and but I think that that's a function of the game in that it is family level, there are not many surprises in it, uh, scary voice lady, hello Mark <laughs> Johnson, um, we had, did her job and we knew the rules and uh, in a lot of these games we have an idea of how it plays and then we're turning up and getting shown it and we go, oh, okay, that's a bit different. This one, nothing was different. Not it was really, as described. Really. The only thing I'll say quickly is that it was prettier than I expected to be. Natalie, I know you weren't allowed to play. Any thoughts on Treasure Hunter? Well, I didn't know anything going in, but you know, it seems like a perfectly serviceable family game. I think you and your girls would really enjoy sitting down and playing that, yeah? They just didn't have the theme. I said that when we previewed it. Yeah. The theme is, again, generic fantasy. Well, for me, it's a game I... After that, I actually considered buying mm. beforehand I said it was a treasure and I'm still not 100% I won't pick it up in the future if it drops in price goes into the bargain bins it's a, a trade for game I think yeah it's a trade for game definitely yeah. it's a good game I think myself and Natalie would enjoy playing it I think we've got a a new group of friends that are coming over learning the games, a new game, sort of gateway games, perfect for them. Oh, absolutely. You know, always provided I'm allowed to get some cards. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, no, think you about just, it. You just stand there and he it might It is because I was short. Play. I'm absolutely positive. <laughs> I, I almost fit underneath hold that on. table. Right? I'm six foot tall and I'm short in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six foot five and I'm short in that letter. It's You're about terrible. six nine. Give it up. <laughs> so, that was Treasure Hunt from Queen Games. Now, I... 
had spotted, and I talked about yesterday, Rush and Bash, which I thought was going to be a Super Mario Kart-esque extravaganza. The so good I, news is, you got to try it. I did get to try it, okay. so I uh, dragged Natalie and Ronan over, and I'd just like to take this moment now to apologise <laughs> <laughs> for dragging you over. I'm going to start off. It's It looks okay. There's lots of little cardboard standees that make the board pop up a little bit. The cards, cars themselves are tiny, and there's about five things you can do in the game. <laughs> By the time we got halfway around, we had used the same actions over. We'd actually gone over. through the deck of cards. Yeah, we'd go through the deck of cards. The whole deck of cards. There is fire a missile, leave a bomb, change lanes, repair. repair. And stars. And stars, and level up. And level up, get your stars. That's it. Five things that you can do. And maybe two of them are half interesting. Yeah, really simple. I'm not into racing games anyway, but this is a really simple racing game. Exactly what Sean said. Lack of variety in cards. It became dull quickly. Yeah. I actually seen a few families pick it up, and there was, what I'll say is, they've got a great area there, Red Glove Games. They've, there's explainers doing their best to explain games they're very helpful great it's not for us three it, it wasn't it, just too simple even for gamer kids I think it was too simple maybe for sort of a normal family if you like mate, possibly but just not for us no, Matt, do you want to just uh, literally give us five seconds <laughs> no she doesn't from the look on her no you know what I think it would be greatly improved with a few more actions Honestly, yeah. a few more actions, slightly bigger in scale, a little bit more intricate. Have and the there track could be a, lot, a bit more exciting. There could be a lot to, to save. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's just so frustrating when you see that some games just miss it by a little yeah, bit, does. you know? And it's did, frustrating. Did it miss because there's only three of us playing? Do you think if there were more, no. more fun or just slower? I really think, I think it there's needs enough in the game. more actions. More stuff to do. More yeah. substance. What you do is on your turn you play a card and it does an action or you move and, and you move a certain number of spaces. There's a catch-up mechanism that keeps everyone quite close until I win. <laughs> but that's it's about normal, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> you didn't even have to cheat at that one. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Moving on Speaking to... Speaking of cheating... Cheaty dice. <laughs> cheaty dice. <laughs> we went to play Favour of the Pharaoh by Bezier Games, and I think we had all previously been put off by the price from buying it as an outright insta-buy, so we wanted to all play test it. Yeah, I mean, it would like. have been... We, we all said we all had our own price... I think she was a 35 euro with an instant buy. Yeah. I said if it was 15. 30 <laughs> before we played, if it was 30 euro, it would have been instant buy. Yeah, roughly the same. I was I was actually really excited about this. Yeah, game. I, was I was too. I thought this would be a good one. Yeah, and it's actually just so everyone knows it's 50 euro at the fair. And so but we I think we were still thinking we might pick it up yeah. if it blew us away. Yeah. So we wanted, we wanted to play test it, and we sat I down. think we spoiled our thoughts by that. Uh, yeah, well. yeah. Mm. To be fair, to be fair, the only thing that blew me away was the level of Ronan's cheating. The actually, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he literally cheated from the, just the second go all the way through. Was quite. <laughs> it was quite something to behold. You can't find any good wine in Essen tonight due to the sour grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just to talk about the game itself, it's just a more varied... We just talked about a game not having enough variety in it, and we're going to not complain about it, but it didn't blow us away 
me away personally the the extra variety from To Court the King, which is one of my favourite games, and the fact that I own To Court the King means that I needed persuading again on that level that I would buy this game, and there's not enough more to it, and especially not for fifty euro. I was just I was just baffled by what they did. Actually, like they they added a little pyramid that you put your dice in when you bank them like what was that about it added nothing to it they added some extra dice one which was again why one of the dice that you could roll you banked immediately no matter what it was on so if you were actually doing your final roll to win the game and you roll a one you know you're not you're not in great shakes from that right well, we think that's what it did. We can't. They didn't leave us astray slightly with some of the other rules. Oh, they led us astray on the rules, but I was still cheating, right? Cheating yeah, away. Mm. Like there was actually no card. There was no card guide with the with the demo. I think game. there was one. I saw one on another table, oh, was it, well, there, which wasn't one on our table. Which yeah, were, you, were you cheating again? Did you hide it? <laughs> I, was, I, I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's part. It's one of the vagaries of playing at Essen, right? You get sometimes you get rules yeah, wrong. Yeah, but I just I was really excited. I thought if they were going to add some things, it would be more than just a you know a cardboard cutout of a pyramid and it's not cards that you're picking up it's like cardboard tablets i'd just bust out to court the king yeah it's the same mechanisms i find it more pleasant to play and more satisfying to play i'll throw something out to these guys for a game and again we'll go back to the price because 50 euro is hefty for any game at essen dice quality it's not, not great good not no, good. there was uh, no. slightly Already, wandering ones. The asterisks on some of the dice were half printed. Yeah, uh, yeah they weren't. They weren't. Good. They, they weren't pretty sharp. from a distance, but they weren't sharp. They weren't. They yeah, were like yeah. good dice, you know. Um, the whole game felt accelerated. It felt like they're trying to rush you through to court the king. It's less incremental. It's much easier to get where you want to go. In in return, therefore, it's quicker. They've limited the number of tiles you can take. Now, that was the case in Court the King. But for some reason in this one, I felt like my options were more limited. And if one player starts getting ahead, which I did, albeit probably by cheating. <laughs> um, no problem. <laughs> playing as per the rules explanation. But <laughs> I'm never going to get away with this one, am I? No. But because I then took some tiles, it meant that Sean may roll equally as well as me and therefore then not get the tile. And they'd have to be scrounging around for other tiles and he can't really build a good strategy because there's a very limited number of tiles in the game. Not of variety, but numbers off them. So if I take one, these guys can't get it. Mm. I think that felt like it was into limited choices later on, which mm. is, is that what you want in a game? And one of the things that I was really excited about was the additional dice and the additional one-off powers and the scarab tokens. I didn't think they gave it yeah, enough to make it different. Yeah, I just went. I went for if I could get red dice, I got red dice. The normal yeah, dice, which you can roll, manipulate, do. Yeah, they didn't do enough to make it different from to no, the King. No, know, I, felt, I felt like you can roll blue or green dice, which lets you uh, choose the value of a dice. But by taking the red dice and a couple of special powers, I could do that. Sometimes too often, <laughs> but I could do that anyway. So chasing the special dice wasn't worth it. This feels to me like. The Caverna to Agricola, favour of the Pharaoh is to court the king. Easier, quicker, uh, and and in a negative way, I mean. I feel like they've kind of almost dumbed down to court the king. And having played the original, I've got no need. And and this was close to my buy list. In fact, I think we said before, I expected Sean to buy it. He said he wasn't sure, so I said, well, I'll definitely buy it then. Not after playing it. Okay, so... 
Last up. This is a really negative <laughs> bunch of playing tennis. <laughs> we'll tell you what we bought and liked. Too. Yeah. So last up, we have Heroes, and it's from Lion Games and also from Rebel.pl. I didn't actually play this game, so I'm going to just quickly introduce it and let Ronan and Natalie tell you how they felt about it. It was a game where you are battling each other. You're both beings, as the gentleman described. And you it's have magic styley, right? Yes, yeah, magic the magic the gathering styley type game. And you're playing cards and you're playing spells trying to knock the lead character of the other person down. It, that's pretty much what it was. But the other thing, the other major aspect of it was real time dice rolling. Which was alarm bells for me. I can't stand real-time dice rolling. I know Ronan quite likes it. You like to roll dice in slow motion at all times. Slow motion. (laughs) Let those bad boys roll. Couple of replays. Roll the wrong result for me in their own time. That's fine. But I'll let the other two talk now. Natalie is our magic expert. The difference in this is that you you start with a set of creatures and a couple of spells in your hand. It's not exactly the same. You're not drawing a card every turn, but it's that idea that your mage is battling and you've already got creatures set out. Go. I think I probably would have liked it except for the real-time dice rolling. I I found that just unutterably stressful I'm really sorry because you're playing me I'm that's playing right. you and I'm like you're just going furious and my my tiny little hands oh no wait oh oh, oh we've gone there now we've gone there um, no no tiny little hands are fine for that amount of time six foot tall <laughs> my, with a nine year old girl's hands <laughs> my big shovels would have really struggled to pick up each of the dice I can't hold six in one hand in any case um, I think if I could have just been rolling you know a nice leisurely and I could think about what I was doing but um yeah it was it was okay. I pro- I, do you know what? I, if if a copy was laid down in front of me, I'd probably petition to house rule the real time dice rolling. Yeah, you wouldn't because you like it. But well, actually, this is difficult for me to summarise after this playtest. I I did have my eye on heroes. I was interested in it. I was heading over that way, and that's probably why we fell into playing it. It definitely didn't shine in a playtest. This is a game that's not a long game. But it's a game that I feel like it's get it down, play it three or four times, and then make a decision on it. And so I, I kind of feel a little bit bad giving the judgment on it. Firstly, the real-time dice rolling. I do like it in a co-op, as if you listen, I like Escape and the likes of that. But when it's competitive, it's very confrontational. Now, how it works in this game is when you feel like you've got a set of results that you're happy with, which will trigger your creatures, a very limited hand of spells you have, or to get more cards, you say, stop. And then you use your dice, and then if the other player's got anything useful to do, they can do it, or they can wait and bank a couple of dice and say, okay, now I'm not doing anything now, but I'm, I'm ahead to stop it next time. I think that's a really good way of mitigating the dice, because you can say, right, I'll stop. I need four greens on my dice, because they're, they're the elements or books that you get spells, or there's different things. I've got my three greens, I need four. I'm stopping on three greens, which means screw you, because I'm bound to get them before you are next time, and I'm going to go. I think they've done their best there, but when it comes to a competitive game, it's very confrontational. And it is very, oh, don't shout, stop, you're really annoying me. And then it moves on to a confrontational card play in where you're directly attacking the other creatures. And when you get attacked, it hurts. You go, oh, you stop, you leave me alone. And I think it was very head-to-head. In the sort of stressful Essen environment, it was almost too much. I feel like this needs a Sunday afternoon with a 
cup of coffee or a beer or whatever it is to play a few times and get to know I felt like there was a lot there I felt like that the different mages and creatures behaved in different ways Natalie's was very good at defending and healing herself there's, there's two ranks of cards and the first rank defends the second rank I had powers which could attack anyone they ignore the ranking system because usually they protect each other and I wasn't really triggering that until the end I realised, oh, you know, I need to stop doing full-on front attacks. I need to start doing my sneaky attacks to get past her very good at healing Hydra and things like that. And I suddenly my, my mind was going, oh, there's, it was too much to take in. Again, this env- environment, it felt a bit frustrating, but it deserves more of a chance. And if you like confrontational two-player games, I think there's a lot in Heroes to like. I'm not convinced I'm not going to come home with that tomorrow. You know, I... What I played of it, given what it was, which is very confrontational, and I'm not a huge confrontational game fan, it was not, you know, it's lovely to look at. A lot of thoughts obviously gone into it. I did like the actions on the cards. Um, as I say, I think the easiest fix for me would not be the real time dice rolling. Well, I mean, honestly. I think that's easy to fix. If you, you know, say, that's a house rule. roll once, yeah. okay, let's roll a second time, yeah. Yahtzee it. For me, I and think I would have bought that on the spot. And I was actually seriously considering until I realised, because I wasn't playing, I didn't listen to the description too closely, and I realised it was a real-time or a dice game. Yeah, but I mean, there were times there, and there was definitely, I had a spell down where if Natalie had any fires on her face-up dice, and she shouted stop, she damaged her main creature, because I'd put a spell on it, and she had five fires out, she was desperately racing me, and I shouted stop. And in fact, if I'd allowed her to shout, yeah, it was kind of a thing yeah. of she would have cast a huge spell, but then her main creature would have been massively damaged, and it was almost detrimental to me to shout stop. So it's not like being the first to shout is a massive advantage. So doing that thing, let's roll once. Maybe a player has initiative that swaps backwards and forwards, where if well, we both rolled three times, I want to stop. I've got initiative, so therefore I get to go. You know, I think I think Whatever that's the Yahtzee style thing. Maybe you, you, you lock two dice. And then you roll again, lock two dice. Yeah, it's, you didn't roll the dice, mate. It's hard to get what you want, trust me. Yeah, That's why we're furiously yeah, rolling. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Because you've got such a few, so few, so few cards in your hand that actually it's very hard to, mm. you, know, you, you haven't got, if I roll four ice sometimes, I've just got nothing to do with it. Mm. So, but really interesting. We're talking about it so much because I, I think there's a lot there and. Yes, we are talking about quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, we are talking about the But yeah, definitely. A it's, it's an excitement, Sean. It's, it's an excitement. Worthy game. That was really slapping me, by the way, because yeah. we are in the same room together. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to more positive climbs. I bought Potions Explosion. <laughs> That's it. Let's all go home. <laughs> That's all you need to know. And, let's, and let's go home. What, what are you talking and about? And a game with Disney written on it. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I didn't break we into my... Okay, let's, let's run through our lists, Ronan. <laughs> Shall we do one for one? I think you'll be going a lot longer than mine. Uh, <laughs> go on then. First game you bought. First game on my list today to pick up was Primetime. Do you know what? I'll just tell you a story about Primetime. It wasn't in, was it, until today? No, it wasn't in. It's quite hard to get hold of. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'd hate to put my very, foot through it. Hate, I'd hate to leave it on the floor and then stand on it as I got up from from Russian Bash. Yeah, it's an highlight. Yeah, it's an highlight. Sean putting his foot through one of his games. Brilliant. It's still it's too still too soon. The wound is not healed. So I picked up prime time. So I'm quite excited to play that if it's in one piece. 
So I we we had a chat beforehand, and we often buy the same games at Essen. We've tried not to, but with a few of them, they've been so promising or so good we have. So I picked up from my pre-order Champions of Midgard, a little bit like Lords of Waterdeep. It was a few people played it at um, Gen Con, great reviews. So we now have two copies in the yes, pit. Yes, we do. Okay. Expect a review. Brilliant. And my next one was a game that Natalie had assured me was a demo only at the con, and I was devastated. It's another one that we'd we'd previewed. I was doing my research like a good little gamer on Board Game Geek, and I swear, in obviously my delirium, that it said that it was a demo. Hengist was a demo. I swear to you. Anyway, anyway, so I left it. Devastated was I, crying, crying tears of genuine woe, and. Roland popped along, said, I said, what have you bought, Roland? Oh, i just been to buy Hengist in the Mayfair stand. Hey? Yeah, no, no, no. Not only that, Sean, I, I saw it at a couple of other stands, but they were in different languages. And they just said, yes, yeah, at Mayfair, and there was a, several thousand there. Several thousand, <laughs> yeah. yes. So I bought Hengist. Right? I bought Hengist. I think we must have got the two only demo <laughs> copies at the fair. Two points. <laughs> Remember the things that I do right, and two... Ronan's a dirty cheater. Favour <laughs> <laughs> the pharaoh. I uh, never live it down. So yeah, we both got Hengist. Listen, just going back quickly. At least we won't have an incorrectly spelled game in our collection. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Put you in it. Okay. So I said we were trying not to double up. We doubled up on Hengist. We doubled up on Champions of Midgard. We're doing well. And we've doubled up on Porta Negra because. It looks pretty. We've and trebled up if you count uh, one the Steve Paget, one of our contributors, who has also yeah. bought it. That's nice. So, yeah, cool. So, Porta Negra, it looks amazing. Keysinger Kramer, I had to have it. We will have a massive game of it, all three copies at once. <laughs> <laughs> Porta Mega Negra, or something. And next up for me. Okay, and next up for me is a game I actually played just before coming out to Essen. And that is Shakespeare. Myself and Ronan had a game of it and I fell in love with it. Absolutely loved it. So I pre-ordered it after that. And uh, I got the Shakespeare Dobber and Ronan didn't. Nah, no, nah, 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 you nah. got an extra card as well. I, I got think. an extra card. Oh, yes. I bought this prior to Essen. It, was supposed to be in the, it is an Essen release, but it came out a couple of weeks ago in the UK. I've played it two-player, three-player and four-player. And let me tell you, it is really really good it is up there with the likes of Marco Polo for best game of the year so far I know we haven't played all the S and Batch there's lots of things to take in but it's just fantastic it's tight it's mean it plays different with different player counts with two players it's, you have to be aware of exactly what the other person is doing four players it's it's a bit looser but you score fewer points somehow I don't quite it's know it's a great game it's a great game it's just brilliant yeah I told Sean he'd love it I think we're probably going to play it tonight I'm, I think Natty will love it I think if you're a Euro gamer at all really play Shakespeare just... so it's another game we've doubled up on Ronan, have you bought something that we haven't done <laughs> no the next one's Pandemic Legacy <laughs> oh, no. and my next one not either <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Pandemic Legacy, obvious, easy buy, biggest game of the show. Move on. It's going to be awesome. So we've done really well. Okay, I've bought one that we haven't doubled up on, and it's Shadows Over Normandy, the sequel, another game in the area of Heroes of Normandy, 
where you're just a, a battalion of battalion of troops in World War Two. This one's got a Cthulhu Lovecraftian overhaul to it. You do love Ronan, your Ronan loves a bit of Lovecraft. <sighs> in a the most game. unnecessary overhaul. <laughs> and been wanting to play Heroes of Normandy for a long time, and uh, just went for the new one. So oh yeah, I mean, and actually, Heroes of Normandy is here at a really decent price. I think thirty, thirty-five euros, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, my eyes are on it for sure. It's got such good reviews. It seems to be a lot of fun. The only thing probably stopping me from taking it on is there's loads in the box, and it's a two-player. Oh, there's so many expansions. As yeah, well, it's it's, so it's a real system to take on and play a lot. And it's almost one of those games you don't want to have and not play a lot because you're not going to get the best out of it. So, no, no, the next one's a double up. Big Book of Madness. <laughs> Natalie bought it yesterday. I said all along I'm getting it. It's going to my daughter. She listens to these. So, Ellie, when I see you um, on Monday, yeah, Big Book of Madness is yours. Cool, cool. Yeah, so, slightly embarrassed to admit this, but we bought Carcassonne Star Wars. That's I don't it. think it's embarrassing. I, I saw the preview from uh, W. Eric Martin. I actually think it looks really interesting. It actually does look interesting. Well, it, it's quite it combative. Its... There's dice in it, so of course I'm going to be terrible at it. Yeah, it's Star Wars. And I'm really into Star Wars at the moment because our little boy is obsessed with Darth Vader. Mm. Isn't he, Natalie? Yes, he is. Darth Vader or Stormtrooper. Well, there you go. Yeah, and what do you think? Do you think it's looking good, Star Wars? Yeah, it's... I like the little extra mechanics. And you know me, I love Carcassonne. Yes, this, this is like the third base game I have of this. So I've got Star Wars... I've got the regular, and then I've got the winter edition, which is my absolute favourite. Yes, we play winter edition more often to. than not. We have to. <laughs> okay, Ronan, what was your next purchase? Uh, well, you know I bought Raptor, so the next one is Seven Wonders Jewel. I'm sure that's not a double up. It's not. No, it's not actually. It should have been. I was seriously considering it, and I probably should have bought it. Oh. It's all right, we'll borrow it. Yeah, we're still Ronan's. You're still on my other two player games. Um, Seven Wonders Jewel, super excited. Just, I've heard nothing but fantastic reports about it. Very happy to have it. Okay, we've talked about potion explosion. Oh yes. Natalie's going to make us play it in about half an hour. We're going to play it five times tonight. We're going to play it ninety-three times, I'm sure. So it's a potion explosion, and finally, we went to our good friends at Mage Company, and we picked up a game of Respublica. So expect a a review and a look over that very soon. It's a Knizia game, uh, set in a space age, sci-fi it's been re-themed, world, re-themed. Yeah, to be a space yeah, age. Yeah, it was actually on my Essen list anyway, but uh, we met up with Alex and Mage Games, and so we've got that to review now. Beautiful. So, we were fairly restrained today, but Ronan's going to take it away now with the rest. <laughs> Not too bad. This is definitely my my lowest level of purchase on the first day of Essen this is quite a reasonable pile I think I'll finish off I picked up Perfect Alibi from latterpellets.fi it's a deduction game based on Sleuth I've played Sleuth before it's a Saxon classic loved it it is long it is deep it is a real headache inducer they've streamlined it a little bit it seems like it could be fun same company Nations Dynasties Sean said the other day we've just played Nations recently again I really love it it's almost a choice for me at the moment between Nations Dynasties and the Through the Ages the new version and because I'm invested in Nations already I just continued down there so I picked that up Codenames 
I've played it plenty of times already since it came out. Love it. It was here. I could uh, pre-order it and have it for sure alongside Galaxy Truck and Mission. So those both made it into the basket. Theseus the Hunters. If you listen, you know I love Theseus. Fantastic two or three player game from Portal. Newest expansion, new faction. It's easy to throw a faction into that game. Mancala base, brilliant. Xanadu, the card game which we previewed. The meme worker placement kind of card game where your buildings develop. Guns and Steel came out from Taiwan. Again, another game we previewed. Genome from La Main Games. It's a partnership game. However, only one player wins. That seems interesting. Falling Coin was just a little three-euro pickup game. It's a co-op game where you're trying to keep a coin from falling by using cards. It seems like it could be fun. And I got my absolute necessary hubber game, Kessel Chaos, which is a little card game about witches brewing potions and trying to do it as quickly as possible. A little bit like Dobble in that uh, aspect. You can take from other people's discard piles while the card is face up. However, at the end of the game, if you claim that you've got three correct potions and you get checked and you haven't, you haven't won. And the game continues. I think my girls are really going to love Kessel Chaos from Habba. That's what I've got so far. There is room and there is budget for more. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go crazy with any more, but probably one or two of the games I'm going to mention in a bit will why, make it in. Why are you lying to yourself? One or two. Why are you lying? <laughs> one or two. Why are you lying to yourself? Okay, well, Roland lives with the the lie that he just told. I'm not here tomorrow. I'm off on my merry way home. So Roland is at the Soul Game Pitier. Oh, there's, plenty of our, um, there's, people around. there's people around. There's people around. And he'll be at the Dice Tower booth, as, as we've crowbarred into every episode <laughs> so far. He'll be with the lovely Puria, he of the soulful eyes. So please go along and see where he Z, I think Z's going to be there. Z Garcia, possibly. There you go. And I got to meet Tom and Eric today, and, uh, and lovely they are too. Eric was brilliant, chatting away. He did pick up the um, Splotter game. Is it Food Chain Magnet? He talked about it in the last Dice Tarot yes, episode. He, he wasn't yes, convinced. Yes. He he picked it up. I caught him. <laughs> <laughs> but he seemed quite excited about it. Apparently, they talked him into it. So um, those guys are very busy on the booth. I'm not sure what they want me to do. Maybe I'll just stand there and look pretty. Well, that's what you do best, darling. It is, it is. <laughs> so, Roland, you will be at the fair tomorrow. What is exciting you? What are you going to look at? What are you likely to pick up? Okay, so... Um, I think that both the Race for the Galaxy and Roll for the Galaxy expansions, which were mooted, are not going to be here. But I will look out for Xeno Invasion for Race for the Galaxy, because that's the only good game out of those two. And if it's there, I'll pick that up. The other games I'm going to look to try, Gum Gum Machine from Hook and Friends. We almost got a playtest of it today, but it just didn't quite work out. Um, that looks interesting. Bermuda, again from Hook and Friends. Karuba, the family game from Haber, where you draw a tile. Everyone draws the same tile, but they build their own networks on their own board. I'd like to have a look at that. Octodice, which is the dice version of Aquasphere. I think I was hoping it would be a bit deeper than it appears to be, but there are chances to play test that. So if I get a chance, I'm going to give that a go. Inhabit the Earth is definitely tickling me, a deeper game from Richard Breeze. That's probably the closest to toppling into the bag. Other ones quickly, Bomazzo, it does not look good aesthetically, <laughs> it just doesn't. It really does. But the gameplay did seem interesting. When I was watching people play it, they did seem to be in the agonies of choice. So, you know, Time Stories win the prize for most impressive but possibly less, least efficient 
gameplay space. Yeah, it's actually in a booth that is actually completely walled off. Sealed off with glass and, and steel. So you have to book to go in there and play. And there's actually a person who coordinates the whole four tables. And she tells you when to move on, when to stop, when to make decisions. And, and it runs all four at once. Time Stories is, is one It's difficult for me to make my mind up. And it's yeah because you have to book a play test. And today we're so busy rushing around and trying to get some game pity stuff done that if I do get in tomorrow I'll try and give it a go last few German Railroads I need to look it up because I like Russian Railroads the Deluvia Project I know it looks dull but oh, it's a massive box it? as well yeah I did say it looked dull that's one. my biggest regret man yeah. that I didn't pick up Deluvia really, really? Yeah. it just looks so scary. if you want to pick it up I'll support you in that it's you? massive I'd have to row home in it <laughs> okay and the last couple Nippon I want to give more of a look at again a deeper Euro. I don't think I've got very many deep kind of Euro-y games that I really like to get my teeth into. And we couldn't get a playtest yet of Andromeda because there's only one table and it appears they're letting people play whole games of it, which if I've only got one table, maybe it's not the best idea. I feel like they should probably be directing their playtests a bit more. Yeah. But it's still intriguing me. And Loopink is overpriced, so no. No, Loopink was very pricey. Yeah, 50 euros. 50 euros. Yeah. Looping, oh, looping, yeah. Yeah. 50 euro we were told yesterday nothing. that it didn't hadn't arrived and apparently it had arrived today because we saw it and 50 euros and I was and looking it at it as looks, well but not for so it's like a super food as well it looks like a print and play game. it looks like a print and play in the box yeah I don't know really, yeah, slightly not, disappointing not to be honest anyway. no there's a couple of other disappointments I'll just go real quickly automobiles hasn't made it from AEG uh, I wasn't a big fan of trains I really didn't like planes, but automobiles looked interesting in a racing game where you build up your car. It hasn't made it. Mistfall, Sean. We both had a look at it. I was, do you know, I was almost on the way to the booth to buy that. Very text heavy. Very. Mm-hmm. Very symbol heavy. We did mention that. Looks like very unintuitive to play. Every card, every board, every piece of equipment has got, if you do this, do that and that. This affects this by doing this, that and the other. It looks like it will work better as an app, where it will do all that bookkeeping yeah. for you. Very bookkeeping heavy. Or maybe you had a track to keep to keep track of your stats and stuff. Sorry. I, I was excited, actually, for Miss Fall. Okay, so thank you to Natalie for chiming in and keeping Fun. us honest <laughs> thank you to Sean for being beautiful absolutely thank you to Ronan for cheating cheating yeah cheating. I'll get there first cheating and uh, myself and Natalie are bowing out so Ronan's going to be doing our running around tomorrow but as always we are proud members of the Dice Tale Network find gaming podcasts of the finest calibre we also are members of 2d6.org please go there for a whole bevy of gaming goodness you can find us on Facebook, we have a Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter at Game Pit Podcast. We also have a guild on Board Game Geek, and we love to hear from people on there. If you want to email us for any reason at all, we are the Game Pit Podcast at gmail.com, and you can download our episodes on Stitcher and iTunes. Thanks once again, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Music by E. 